0: Today's special can edition of the Digiday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Vivo, the leading provider of premium music videos. I'm sure you know Vivo. but. Did you know that content has never been more important and powerful to audiences and brands alike as a modern day content network. Vivo is home to the most coveted premium music video catalog starring the world's biggest celebrities and pop culture icons from the last 50 years. The cultural continuum of music video spans generation is perpetually relevant and continues to evolve with audiences with 924 million monthly global viewers, Vivo is unique in its ability to provide brands unparalleled scale against hard-to-reach audiences within a, yes, brand-safe environment. This is an issue that is coming up quite a bit in Cannes this year. Visit vivo.com advertising to learn more. Welcome to the Digiday Podcast Can Edition. Today, I am joined by Andrea Maylard. Andrea is the first ever CMO of Pinterest. Andrea, welcome. Thank you. The CMO role is new at Pinterest. Um, I'm really surprised that Pinterest didn't have a CMO before.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pinterest had the great fortune of growing very organically by word of mouth for years and years. And obviously, it had very explosive growth just on that alone. So I think originally, there wasn't a burning need, or the feeling wasn't there wasn't a burning need for traditional marketing now you know we're nearly 300 million active users a month um and the founders realized that this was the time to you know really build and iconic global brand and to do that as thoughtfully and deliberately as possible. So, mm-hmm. so they brought in some, some more marketing so,
0: help. So 300 million um, users, what are some misconceptions though that people have of Pinterest? Cause I feel like, you know, in the platform world, you know, there's everyone, we, we all talk about Google, we talk about Facebook, we even talk about Twitter and then Pinterest is sort of off somewhere in a different category. It's kind of a platform. It's kind of social media. It's kind of search. It's.
1: Yeah. I think, I think. Pinterest actually defies easy, defies easy categorization. You know, I think of it as an inspiration engine. You come, people come to Pinterest because they want to get inspired to do something in their real life. It's about making and planning decisions around your real life. It's not about watching someone else's life or catching up with friends or debating politics. This is really a unique kind of platform in the world that I think is very needed. Um, but, but there aren't that many other platforms like us out there. So, You know, we're the bridge between inspiration and action. People come, often when they're having a major life milestone event, they're decorating a dorm room, they're planning a big party, they're renovating a house, they want to plan a big trip. They come to Pinterest uh, to get a curation of some of the best ideas from around the world on that topic, Mm -hmm. uh, so they can get inspired to make their decisions that feel right for their lives and for their tastes. So, very different use case.
0: So, one of the things you've um, said is that... You don't want people to just stick on Pinterest to be on Pinterest like, you know, 8 hours a day. Like that's not a key metric for the company.
1: That's exactly right. That is not a key metric for the company. Explain
0: that because it's it's a little bit contrary to you know, the business models that platforms have. I mean, they typically want you to stick around because they can show you more ads.
1: Yeah, but what advertisers and marketers really want is for you to take action on those ads, uh, for you to uh, make a decision in the real world based on those ads. So where I think Pinterest, where we've always optimized ourselves because we think it's the right thing to do for our pinners, is what we want is for you to get inspired with something as relevant to you as it possibly can be. And then go take action on that thing, whatever action means in that context. So it could mean sure buying the thing or going to the place or building that DIY project. As long as you are taking action on the thing, then we're delivering real value to pinners, then ultimately real value to advertisers that's actually meaningful as opposed to time wasted on an app, for instance. I don't think that's a truly meaningful metric
0: right so you don't want just people like on their phones staring at um at pinterest all the time no
1: and we're not designing it for that reason by very consciously we're not designing it that way we're designing it to actually deliver meaningful lasting value to someone's real life not to keep them glued mm-hmm. to a phone
0: so what's the big marketing challenge you, you see for pinterest
1: i think there's a comprehension challenge right again we're such a we're such a unique platform and as, an, as part of the milieu of all these different kinds of social media, um, we're an inspiration engine, which is a little bit different than traditional social media. So making sure people understand what Pinterest is, the role it would play in their life um, is, is a bit of a challenge and to get people who've never been on the platform mm-hmm. to try it for the first time. What we find is when people come, they tend to get really excited and their world opens up. Um, But getting them to take the first step is one of my big challenges this year.
0: How important is it for Pinterest to be seen or used by more than women? I mean, it's it's usually thought of as, as predominantly... Women. Yeah. I mean, years ago we did we did a post about uh, an article about the men of Pinterest. Right? Did Popular. you? Popular? <laughs> did you? I just wanted to use the men of Pinterest <laughs> in the headline. <laughs> well, that was, the, that was sort of how it started. <laughs> well, first
1: of all, there are a lot of men in, on Pinterest to begin with. So, so what percentage of users so are So, I think right it's now? at least. I don't have the exact numbers, but it's at least a third. Uh, okay. Of users are so again. And is that good? Is
0: it important? I mean, it's fine. Well, l-
1: let me talk about it as a as an advertiser, right? So okay. we know that women make over 80% of all the purchase decisions in a household, right? So we also have a lot of advertisers who, for male-oriented brands, who advertise on Pinterest because, A, they get, obviously, the men that are there, but also they get the women who are m- likely to be making the decision to purchase sure. the brand for the men, too. So um, I, I think of it in two ways. One is, again, our mission is to bring people everywhere the inspiration, Every sorry, to bring everyone the inspiration mm-hmm. to create a life they love, which means men and women. So we want to make sure that we're... We have the right content to um, appeal to as many men as possible, but also um, having women on the platform is very powerful. There's nothing wrong with having a platform that women love. There is nothing wrong love.
0: with it. It can it, it, it can just be for women. Uh, absolutely, was, hey, we, you, we, know, you could build it. But up. I just wonder whether or not that is like a real um, goal is to make it um, more uh, even or not.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's it's a goal in the sense that, it, sure, we want as many people as possible to benefit from Pinterest, um, but to appeal to men, it's not about fundamentally changing the platform or how it operates. It's about making sure we have the content that men are really interested in, in looking up, right. right? So making sure we have the style options they're excited for, the DIY projects, or whatever it might be, making sure we really understand mm-hmm. what that is so that we can serve it up in the best possible way.
0: So what are the fastest growing categories that are male-oriented that you...
1: Well, it's interesting because men and women are very interested in similar things. So it's not that there's a massive difference between men and women. Everyone
0: takes vacations.
1: Everyone takes vacations. Everyone cares about home projects. Everyone cares about style. Everyone cares about food. I mean, there's plenty of men who are getting extremely excited about cooking meals for themselves or for the family, a man, a man might slightly orient differently. He might look up keto meals okay. and uh, a woman might look up vegan meals, for instance, slightly there might be a slight propensity in those ways, but fundamentally our key five or six categories on the platform are universally Enjoyed by both men and women, so it's not. It's it's more the flavor of the category that might be slightly mm-hmm. different.
0: W- one of the big topics that that is being discussed, or maybe not discussed enough here, is around brand safety. There's some other platforms that are here that have been under a lot of fire sure. lately. Yeah. Um, but Pinterest has not gotten caught up in that that much.
1: Yeah, well, again, it's a little bit inherent to how the platform is built and what it's built for. So you don't come to Pinterest to debate politics with strangers. You don't come uh, to Pinterest to watch what other people are doing. You actually come to Pinterest to focus on yourself. And so that doesn't tend to lend itself to a lot of vitriol or unsafe content in general. Mm -hmm. Um, We've chosen to build the platform in that way, again, because there aren't very many places in the real world or online where you get to just focus on yourself. so we've managed to not have, um, uh, you know, we we always have some. Everyone will always have some, but we don't have a mm-hmm. disproportionate amount of brand safety issues. And and we certainly know a lot of brands are. Um, but anytime you allow anyone to post sure, on a
0: platform, it's, it's, still, you're the gonna, it's, still, it's course, still the internet. It's still, of course, it's still
1: the internet. And there's always an element. There's always going to be an element that's unavoidable. We tried. I read
0: the Mueller report. I didn't go through all the. Uh, <laughs> all the footnotes i wasn't sure if pinterest got
1: yeah i suspect it didn't uh i suspect it didn't but i don't know that i haven't read it either but but yeah so we've you know look you brands all brands want to have a a safe space to in which to advertise and users want a safe place to go to so we, we try to provide that as much as we can
0: um so you recently removed though some content that was i guess misinformation that was about abortion right um, explain that because, I mean, a lot of platforms are tying themselves in knots. And I think understandably, I think a lot of people in the media like to take pot shots. It's really difficult when you start to make decisions as a platform about which type of content you're OK with and which type you're not, because there's, you get into gray areas really quick. So explain that experience and sort of how Pinterest approaches um, the issue and maybe how it's different or if it's not from other platforms.
1: Well again, I think for us it's it's really always going back to our mission, which is to to bring people inspiration. And when we um, that that means also trying to work against things that may work against that mission, right So if there's hate speech, if there's um, medical info- misinformation, we, we have to take a stand in those moments.
0: Okay, so you took down the, this content. Uh, yes okay. And yeah. why exactly? So I'm sure some people get. Well, I,
1: you know, and, yeah. And, and look, I think that's all very understand. We try to be as thoughtful and nuanced as we can. We, and as you said, these are really gray areas and there's no simple answers to any of these things. So, um, so, you know, that's, that's a, a question I think for our, our policy team, that's probably better answered than, than by me. But, but there was, there was some medical misinformation that felt like a potential dangerous piece of information so it was taken down as a result but
0: these things do have marketing implications for sure Sure. because I mean platforms in general have been under fire for for um, you know, look, a lot of this stuff, it was kind of sold to people as bringing them together and it's going to make the world better and Tahrir Square and, and yeah. a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, bad actors have used these platforms um, in different ways. Yes.
1: And uh, yeah. And it, look, look. I think what we want is to make sure people understand we want a diversity of opinion. We understand that we really respect that there. There are mm-hmm. there are there's understandable arguments on on many sides of contentious issues and i personally really feel that and i w- and i want people to understand that so um all platforms in our situation will make the best decision they can at the moment and but we're always open to thinking them through as thoughtfully as we can knowing that there's not always a perfect answer to any of these these tricky situations
0: yeah it's a tough one when you get into like you know vaccines and stuff like this i think a lot of platforms are are tying themselves in knots about the stuff
1: Yeah, and again, but we work very closely with third parties, to be clear. So these are not decisions that we are making completely in isolation by ourselves And in general. So um, we we work with a lot of external experts, third parties, to evaluate some of the content on our site to get their perspective and get their recommendations. So we we are trying to be as transparent and thoughtful as we can Mm -hmm. um, along the way.
0: I want to take a quick break here. If you're like me, you're probably looking for one place where you can watch the latest Taylor Swift music video and you can reminisce with your favorite Aerosmith video. That's why you'll want to go to Vivo. Vivo is the leading provider of premium music videos. Visit vivo.com slash advertising to learn more about how your brand can harness the power of music videos. Now back to the episode. So how do you view your your external marketing? I mean, I don't see a lot of Pinterest commercials out there <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. yet. I mean, yeah, I don't it's... think they've been part of the Super Bowl.
1: No, it's... not yet. Not yet. No, I think we've been very quiet in general. You know, Pinterest, again, Pinterest is really that the product is what has driven the growth of this this company. Yeah, uh, but you're
0: in marketing. You know, that can only get you so far. At some only, point, yeah, at some point, course. you got to. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. And I think, look, and, and people have, the one thing we've heard. 300
0: million is far, just to be clear.
1: Yeah, it's pretty far. But to be <laughs> fair, what we hear from our users is like, get out there, be louder, be prouder, you know, tell more stories. There are so many phenomenal stories happening on our platform that deserve to be told um, of things pinners have done or, or lives that have been transformed. So that's really my job now. And with the team to say, let's really surface those stories and find ways to tell them and maybe it's a super roll ad one day or maybe it's okay. something else, but, um,
0: could be the Oscars. Yeah, it could
1: be. But no, I think, look, there's, there's incredible inspiration is a wonderful, I always think of inspiration as a, as a basic human need, you know, and, and even the, the root word like inspire, respire, right. It's all about taking a breath. It's a life, it's life worth and, uh, we all need it. So telling stories about how inspiration can transform ideas, can broaden minds, I think is great territory for us to play in.
0: Mm -hmm. So how do you end up, I mean, there's the the consumer marketing, um, but like, how do you end up with advertisers um, differentiating from some of your maybe you don't view them as competitors but everyone's a competitor you know very large platform um out there
1: yeah well what advertisers love about us and what we hear from them is like hey this is the one place where i don't need to disrupt what people are otherwise there to do like in other words it's a completely congruent experience pinners come and they say i need an idea world and may the best idea win so advertisers don't need to like I'm not here doing something else that an advertiser needs to distract me from doing in order to pay attention to their ad ads are content on the platform. So that's what um, advertisers really like. That's why they like having us in their mix because they can put up interesting, inspirational, different kind of how to content to sort of multi-layer their brand a little bit more than they would in a platform where they just need to like get your attention as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. to distract you from photos you might've been there to see. so that makes us a really important part of the mix. Yeah.
0: What what have you heard from advertisers that they want more of? Um, I mean you have a lot of scale. Yeah. And and it's a lot of intent. Yes. You know? So, and I think that's a challenge when you have a lot of platforms that don't have you yeah, know the, intent.
1: The intent is clear. That's very clear. I think for advertisers what all advertisers want on our platform and others is just making sure they really understand the role they we play in the entire funnel, right? So we know that people plan really early on Pinterest. So if you're a if you're a CPG or a food and beverage company, you know when someone's planning a Super Bowl pot party really early on mm-hmm. Pinterest, they tend to do the work, you know, a month ahead of time. Um, so making sure that we can get credit for all of the ways that we're touching and influencing people all the way down to the last click. Um, that's, that's what advertisers are looking for is like, help me understand how I can measure the entire funnel of your experience because we know people are making not only huge decisions, but small everyday decisions on Pinterest. And I want to see the entire funnel experience.
0: How about publishers? Um, a lot of publishers listen to this podcast. I mean, how are they, I remember Buzzfeed like talking about all the traffic they get from Pinterest. Yeah. Um, but like, how are, how do you see publishers now using the platform?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, publishers are a fantastic source of content on Pinterest. And we are a f- fantastic source of traffic um, and new audiences for publishers. So, for example, you know, if you're Food Network uh, or if, you know, if you're any kind of service journalism, frankly, publisher, they upload their content in general um, from all sorts of, you know, different articles they might write or different pieces. And they get a few things from Pinterest. Like one, of course, they get phenomenal traffic, so people who are excited about that content. Mm. They also get new audiences. So again, remember I said it was unbranded search, so people won't come to Pinterest and say, uh, men's health keto recipes, for instance, but they certainly would put in keto recipe, and if men's health can come there with a great how-to video of how to prepare an incredible meal, Suddenly, men's health is getting not only a you know a user who might not have searched for men's health naturally, but now they're looking at men's health for recipes, which is maybe not why they would have gone in the past, right? So they're getting kind of new audiences, new use cases, um, and then the third reason, which I think is one of the most important, is they get to be seen as an inspirational brand. So again, like these publishers have all this incredible content, they need to get as much leverage out of it as possible. It's really expensive. I come from that world.
0: Mm-hmm. I come
1: from the magazine world. Um, so realizing what it takes to put together any kind of feature how much money is involved um, using pinterest really gives me legs for years on that content remember this is not a purely feed environment so you know the problem with traditional publishing is you will launch something in the world and it kind of disappears from the feed immediately that's not the case on pinterest it can be evergreen so Mm -hmm. when when i happen to be searching or excited about a topic if that's a great piece of content it's going to reappear and show for me, as opposed to, well, I didn't catch it in my feed during the eight minutes that it was right. going to be there. Um, so publishers really appreciate that they get far more mileage out of their content on Pinterest than they would get otherwise. Mm-hmm.
0: So you came, you came to Pinterest from Athleta. Um, what's the big difference, you know, going to a tech platform as a marketer?
1: You know, it's funny. I Like, the fundamentals are the same, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the fundamentals are the well, same. I
0: mean, more like internally, internally, because I wonder how marketing is seen at a, a tech company Versus like an Athleta.
1: That's a great question. I think probably Athleta had 20, it was a, you know, it's a public co- company has been around for 20 plus years. Yeah. So they had a much more, um, I, marketing was much more embedded in the entire mm-hmm. culture. I would say, I think, look, tech in general has grown up where it was really, you know, edge led or design led product led first and marketing kind of then showed up at the party after the fact. Right. Um, that hasn't been an issue at, at Pinterest. They've they've been again the founders clearly saw the need and the product team and everyone has been very excited about getting marketing in the room because they realize that's that's the thing they need next. Um, but but probably on my side, there's just been a bit of education about what is marketing, how does it work, right? And how do you make sure marketing is seen as again fundamental, foundational to building a great product and making decisions on the product as opposed to the like soft shoe tap dancing at the end of like storytelling. Bring
0: bring in marketing.
1: Yeah. Bring in marketing (laughs) and have them make this sound good. It's that's actually not what great marketing is. It's it's understanding what the brand needs to be and the choices we need to make as a result in terms of the features to build or the formats to offer.
0: So you get involved in that. Totally. I have a great
1: relationship with the product. It's a phenomenal product team. Um, But because luckily I came from a product design background and did a lot of work in design and innovation, I, I, I really understand how that world works. And so Um, I'm I'm not interested in myth-making as a marketer. I'm interested in telling the truth, and so you can only do that if the product delivers on the stories that we want to tell. Um.
0: So we're only a couple days into Cannes, it's 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 gonna get worse okay um <laughs> and so i'm a little jaded on yeah. that little thing. but um what's a conversation you think that really should be happening here that um maybe is not happening as much as it should and i know we're only a couple of days in
1: Ooh, that's a great question cra- gosh i almost wish i could come back on thursday and answer that for you because i haven't seen <laughs> we'll any. see
0: if we record yeah we might have yeah to. you might not have pressed <laughs> record this time
1: so we'll come back but um you know, I, I look. I think there's still a, a big conversation to be had about what ethical advertising looks like. You know, yeah. in, in the world, and and you know, there's a. How do you mean, how do you mean that? Well, I mean, look. I think there's a certain. Um, I grew up in an age where advertising was about trying to make you feel as bad about yourself as possible, yeah. so that you bought the face cream or you went on the diet or you know, you. It was all compensatory somehow. It was always about. Yeah something's wrong with you fear-based you know aspiration and it was always this idea of like oh you have to be aspirational so that people feel bad about themselves and decide they want to be more like your brand i think thank goodness that's been evolving a lot of time and it's what i mean when i say look inspiration is the new aspiration luckily gen z is the most media literate generation of all time uh they've seen they understand how media and marketing works Mm -hmm. better than any generation very savvy extremely savvy and thank god for that uh because that now forces marketers like me or advertisers to not use the old bag of tricks, but actually try to do something honest and good in the world. I think so. For mm. me, this idea of like how can we, you know, support products and businesses and brands that are trying to improve lives in a, in a genuine way. And I don't mean in some. It doesn't mean charity work. It means right, like making sure that we are a net positive. Impact on the world, mm-hmm. and how do we go about doing that? And it doesn't start with you telling me that I'm not good enough and right. I, I need to buy something to feel better about myself.
0: Yeah, I think my struggle with Can is like everyone talks about being a purpose driven brand here. Everyone. Yes, and it like, doesn't matter. Usually who, yeah. it's like, th- and then they trot out some like cause marketing campaign yes. that they did.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, cause marketing for me doesn't work if it has nothing to do with who you are, you know? So so Warby Parker offering um, free glasses to, let's say, the developing world makes all the sense in the world to right. me. That's that's endemic to what that brand is all about, and, it, and it's the right. But to have, you know, a, a car company do that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And, it, and it it's not... That's what I meant about, again, making sure you're telling the truth and you're actually building a company to make change happen in the world in a good way. It's not about social finding the issue du jour and and attaching yourself to it um that doesn't seem like the right approach anymore
0: okay andrea thanks so much
1: it's a pleasure thank you for having me
0: and thank you all for listening our producer is aditi sangal we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode